Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I am Will Heisinger, and this is Sometimes Baseball. I am joined by writer, journalist, editor, broadcaster, former communications and corporate communications intern, former distinguished video coordinator, a spike ball enthusiast, apparently, and my good friend, co-host David Bourne. How are you, and how fun is spike ball? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I've been playing a lot of spike ball in the last couple of days. I'm, I guess we're getting older now, so I have to become more familiar with like sports that aren't actually sports, and spike <laughs> ball fits into that category. So I've been playing a lot of that. Yes, yes, I'm a big fan over here. Let's uh, run through the agenda for today. So we're going to start off, as always, with uh, what you've been thinking. Then we're going to dive into some Today in Baseball history. And then that's going to lead to a conversation about free agency and how important that has become. And then we're going to look at some takeaways for the first week of the season. And then after that, we've already submitted our playoff field predictions, uh, but they had to switch it up. So we're going to announce our switch-ups for that. And then we're going to dive into our draft for baseball movies. Very excited about that. And with the theme of movies, we're going to talk about movie quotes and what our, and our pick our favorite quote of the day. And then we're going to wrap it all up with the trending Twitter topic. If any of our listeners have a fun Twitter story they want us to talk about, trivia they think can stump David or our guests, you can be a part of this show. We're not doing trivia this week, but that's all right. All you have to do is reach out to us on either Instagram or Twitter. On Instagram, you can DM us at Sometimes Baseball. And on Twitter, you can reach us at Sometimes Baseball. Additionally, if you like our logo, head on over to teespring.com slash store slash Sometimes Baseball. If you don't like any of the current designs, you can reach out to our email, which is sometimesbaseball at gmail.com. Now, David, what you been thinking? I have baseball-related thoughts today. Two or three days ago now, Mike Fultonevich, Fultonevich, Mike Fulty, whatever you want to call yes. him, uh, was DFA'd by the Braves. And I'm a huge proponent of his. I saw he cleared waivers today and has to go to that alternate facility in – whatever part of Georgia he now has to go to. And uh, free Mike Fultonevich, I think if he can get his velo back up a little bit, he can still be a pretty effective pitcher. So um, I'm a big fan of his, and I'm hoping he can figure it out. Yeah, I was honestly very, very shocked that a team like the Orioles or the Marlins, <laughs> especially the Marlins, or like the Mariners didn't pick him up. Like, this is a guy that he can go six, seven innings for decently. I got Maybe he doesn't have it right now, but guys figured out. I, don't, I was very shocked that he cleared waivers. I was thinking the same thing, especially given that the Marlins don't really have a team now. I figured <laughs> uh, they, they could probably use somebody that was once an all-star. But um, somebody tweeted out that no owner wanted to pay his like remaining 2.3 million dollar salary and that irked me enough alone but um yeah yeah hopefully uh he, he can work something out at the alternate facility and uh you know get back up there yeah we're gonna get into owners paying people uh <laughs> with our today in baseball <laughs> history it's a good one uh no yeah good thought there all right all right so here's what i've been thinking i watched back to the future for about the millionth time yesterday have you seen it david Yes, I have. Okay. All right. Good. And that brought about the thought, would you rather go into the future or the past? And how far would you go? Now, I personally, I think it would be kind of fun to go into the future. Probably about, I don't know, 10 years and just see how things are looking. Because if you think 10 years ago, what we didn't really have versus what we have today, like think about just like car technology. 
Like I have my like I have a car that basically drives itself. That's ridiculous. So I, I'd be very interested to see maybe ten years from now what things are looking like. But if even you go back like fifty years, there was no iPhone, there was no digital TV. Like there was all <laughs> a whole bunch of things we really didn't have. Um, so it'd be kind of interesting to go into the future and see where we're at. I don't know. So if you did go, if you did go into the future, would you check in on yourself also? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's see what I'm up, I'm, I'm up to and then see, uh, all right, if I'm on the right path, just eh, go with my gut for everything. If I'm not, then I might question my gut a little bit. So I don't actually, that's actually a good thought. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'd be sort of nervous. I, I, I'm going to get into that in my point, but I don't know. I don't know if I like the idea of seeing like what's going on. Yeah. Like they talked about that the movie could have serious repercussions to the space time continuum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So that, that was kind of what I was thinking, and I was kind of going back and forth on that. I don't know. What you got, David? I would probably go into the past. Uh, recently, I was having a conversation about what it felt like living when, like, all this technology did not exist. I just think, you know, for us, our entire lives have been consumed by, you know, the growth of technology and expansion of yes. it. And I just think it's interesting to think that, like, our parents, it's all relatively pretty new. You know what I mean? Like, there was a time oh, yeah. where I couldn't just see you when you're in Pittsburgh and I'm in New Jersey and we could talk about baseball for an hour or I can't message my friend in China, you know what <laughs> I mean? And instantly hear back from them and, and all that. So I think it would be interesting to sort of just go in the past and live a little bit more simple, I guess. Yeah, and the big reason that I didn't want to go in the past is think how nice air conditioning is right now, central air. <laughs> and <laughs> this summer has been horrendously hot, <laughs> like 90s every single day. Um, so that kind of swayed me to go into the future. Uh, <laughs> with you, lived, or you were uh, in our old house in Pittsburgh, though. We didn't have the AC. And somehow I survived. It sucked. It was 100% awful, but um, yes. we made it through, man. <laughs> yes you did oh geez good times were they <laughs> no <laughs> but getting back to my thought another part of that charm of the movie back to the future is that marty mcfly saw his parents in high school and how they were back then so would you want to see how your parents were in high school because i know I, I just like my my dad is quirky enough that seeing him in high school, I think that would just blow my mind. I don't really know. <laughs> um, shout out dad. I mean, he's probably listening. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that'd be very interesting just because like, I don't really know much about my parents when they were my age or younger. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My dad always tells me some like pretty crazy stories about him and my <laughs> uncle, like back in the day. So I think I'd sort of like to see that. And actually, I don't even really know what my mom would be like. I haven't heard too much about like, her her late teens mid 20s but it would be uh, really just bizarre to see that going on yeah geez ah yeah american classic that movie all right we're <laughs> gonna move on to today in baseball history so today is july 30th and on july 30th 1951 the legendary ty cobb testifies in front of congress denying that the reserve clause makes quote-unquote peons out of baseball players so that's how big baseball was it was a part of american like the lifeblood of america like things that happened in baseball it required going in front of congress to talk about and so david do you know about the reserve clause 
Uh, no, off the top of my head, I have no idea about the reserve clause. Okay. All right. So for David and for our listeners, the reserve clause was a clause in player contracts that bound a player to a single team for a long period. Even if the individual contracts he signed uh, year over year covered only one season. For most of baseball history, the term of a reserve was held to be essentially perpetual so that a player had no freedom to change teams unless he was given his unconditional release. So teams realized that if players were free to go from team to team, then salaries would escalate dramatically. Uh, thus going into the point of the play, the owners have always never wanted the players to have any power whatsoever, as we have seen recently. <laughs> Therefore, they seldom granted players, at least the valuable ones, a release, but retained their rights or traded them to other teams for the rights to other players or sold them outright for cash. So that's why you always saw guys like Stan Musial playing on the same team forever, Babe Ruth playing on the same team forever, uh, Mike Schmidt, he played on the Phillies for a long, long time. Uh, other guys such as like Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams, those guys all play on the same team for their entire careers pretty much. So players thus only have the choice of signing for what their team offered them or holding out. Uh, or refusing to play and therefore not being paid. It basically got to the point where owners expanded control of contracts in virtually the entire pool of professional baseball players by expanding down to the minor leagues. When the other three major sports, football, basketball, and hockey formed, they all copied baseball. It went on like this until 1975. Marvin Miller was the front man to help strike down the reserve clause to help establish free agency for baseball, and then eventually all major sports followed suit. Marvin Miller earned his long overdue introduction as a member of the 2020 Baseball Hall of Fame class. Unfortunately, that Hall of Fame ceremony will not be held. And uh, also, unfortunately, Marvin Miller passed away a while ago, so he would not have been able to make it as is. So, David, how important has free agency become? It's sort of weird to envision baseball without free agency. Um, yeah. Just given that that's all we really know. I'm very pro players in nearly every like, you know, player versus ownership conversation. So um, I'm glad they put it in there. I think like, <laughs> the, the fact that you were sort of stuck somewhere until I guess you were traded or, or something of that nature is a bit ridiculous. And just as a big off season nerd, I love free agency, man. It's like the, some of the most fun times of the year for me. So I think it's been huge. Yeah, it gives life to the winter for baseball. Yeah. At least a little bit, especially with the winter meetings that are held in the first couple of weeks of December. Uh, big fan of that. But yeah, free agency, it, it's allowed some massive moves, i.e. Alex Rodriguez going to the Rangers. That didn't work out. He eventually got traded to the Yankees. Um, but yeah, it's allowed these guys to get massive money for the money they are providing and value to the teams. And so I heard uh, Harold Reynolds, uh, uh, the host for MLB Network, when they announced the Hall of Fame uh, inductions and who would be getting in. And he said, every player, when they sign a free agent contract, should be writing a thank you note to the family of Marvin Miller. Just because, <laughs> like, you look at the, these contracts now. You got Bryce Harper getting $330 million, Manny Machado got $300 million, uh, Max Scherzer got $210 million. Rendon got 275. Garrett Cole got 324. Like, this is a lot of money getting handed out. And that would not have been the case un until this got put in place. So, good, good for that. Good for these guys. I do have a question I want to ask. 
There's yes. one free agency signing that sticks out to me as my clear-cut favorite, just like as a as a Phillies fan. And I was wondering if you have something similar for uh, for the Nationals or just for baseball in general. Oh, uh, unquestionably, the Max Scherzer free agent signing. Um, that might be one of the best free agent signings of all time. The guy has won multiple Cy Young awards with the Nats, uh, World Series champion. Uh, that that guy has done anything and everything that you could possibly ask, and he's been worth it. Uh, but uh, what's your yeah. Phillies guy? I loved Cliff Lee the first time he was on the Phillies, like when they picked him up at a trade from Cleveland. And, of course, like they made that run to the World Series. They lost and all that. And then they made that stupid trade where they shipped him to Seattle and got like nothing in return. It was like a bunch of Canadian prospects who never really turned into anything. But um, when he came back to Philadelphia a couple years later, like everybody was saying he was either going to go to the Yankees or uh, stay in Texas where he was because he went to the World Series with the Rangers also. And the Phillies weren't really, like, in the mix at all. And then he made a huge splash and came back and, like, solidified himself as one of my favorite baseball players ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, our good friend Jack is a big fan of uh, Cliff Lee. That guy just – he would go out there on, like, every five days and just shove for seven innings. <laughs> all business, too. Just, like, oh, went yeah. out there, no emotions <laughs> whatsoever, and mowed people down, like – he was sort of like Kawhi Leonard-y. Like, you just got absolutely yes. no sort of positive or negative from him. Like, he was just going to go out there, ball, and then, like, calmly walk off the field. Yeah, he had that spike curveball, too, which was nasty. Mm -hmm. I threw yeah. one like that. And, um, yes, I definitely credit Cliff, Cliff Lee with uh, that grip. <laughs> Dirty pick. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah, so free agency. Big fan. Uh, it's been great. So, takeaways from the first week of the season. I'll go first. My takeaway from the first week of the season is that Mookie Betts looks really good in a Dodgers uniform. <laughs> and he will be in that uniform for an extra 12 years. He got $365 million. <laughs> that, That's a big signing for them. And he said in a press conference, we want to bring back championships with an S. He's predicting multiple. It's it's scary for the rest of the National League that the Dodgers they've got to get one now. Yeah, yeah, they've got to, and that goes back to our conversation we had that David Roberts has to win. <laughs> yeah, or else he's he's in trouble. Yes, uh, you got a takeaway for us? Whatever reservations I had about the expanded DH to the National League are completely gone. I love <laughs> it. I do not miss watching pitchers hit at all. Uh, like. <laughs> It just adds so much to the game. I love hitting, I love runs, and I love action. And I am so tired of watching some pitcher give a like half-hearted <laughs> effort at the plate and just get mowed down or rolled over. Or, you know what I mean? Roll over on a ground ball or something. Like, ah, uh, it was awful. The DH is the best. Yes, yes. It, like, it's not as fun in terms of, like, you're not going to get Madison Bumgarner versus Clayton Kershaw anymore. But I think yeah. that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, I'm fine I, with yeah. Like, sorry to cut you off there, but I'm I'm fine with sacrificing the one cool like pitcher at the plate moment every three games in exchange for actual at bats. <laughs> yeah, and it also gets like the older guys who can't really play the field too much. It gets the better athletes more at bats mm -hmm. like every like every week, every month, every year, like. Uh, the Nats have a guy, Howie Kendrick. He really only played like two or th like three or four days out of the week last year. And now he gets to play six or seven. 
and that's huge for them because he's a big bat. And you, like uh, you had on the projections last week, he was projected to get like, like a three thirty one batting average. Yeah, something wild. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, now the Nats get that for six, seven days a week, and that's good for the game. I remember I went to a Nationals-Mets game where Bartolo Colon was the pitcher, and he walked up apparently and told the catcher, hey, I got something with my back. I'm not swinging tonight. You can just throw three strikes down the middle. <laughs> And and so, like, it was just an automatic out every time you walked up there. (laughs) One of my main memories from watching pitchers hit, there was a guy, when he was on the Phillies, his name was Roberto Hernandez. But when he was on the Indians, his name was something else. And I can't think of what it was. Uh, It'll hit me at some point. But as he was batting, he was on the Indians at the time. And so, obviously, he never batted except for when he came to parks like Philadelphia in the National League. He rolled over on a ground ball and just walked back to the dugout like did not make a single step towards first base and just got booed off the field and I don't know how old I was when that happened but that's when I sort of realized like this is a huge waste of time (laughs) and um yeah so good riddance to to any of that I'm looking up Roberto Hernandez right now it doesn't have his other names. Um. <laughs> when he was on Cleveland, he was very good, or at least like uh, good enough for him to be a recognizable name. Oh, but previously, then... Alan Nero, or no? No. Um... Oh, name name note known as Fausto Carmona. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was him, Fausto Carmona, and he was actually like decent for a couple seasons. Yeah, um... he has a total of. 1300 innings pitched uh yeah he he was real like he was an all he finished fourth in cy young in 2007 (laughs) yeah see foster cormona beast roberto hernandez (laughs) (laughs) when uh when he ditched that name somehow he ditched most of his uh most of his pitching ability also i don't know what happened there sheesh yeah he was not an all-star that year but he was an all-star in 2010 with also with the Indians. That's interesting. <laughs> Fausto, Fausto Carmona. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> interesting. That's a good little tidbit there. Thank you, David. <laughs> yeah, a weird memory. <laughs> Jeez. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. We have already submitted our playoff field predictions, and they decided about 30 minutes before the first pitch of the season that they would add three extra teams to each league, bringing the total to 16 total teams out of 30, mimicking kind of what the NBA has. Speaking of the NBA, that starts today. How's that? How are you feeling, David, about that? <laughs> so good, man. Clippers, Lakers at nine. Uh, I'm ecstatic. You already know. I'm rooting for the Clippers full, uh, all the way and not rivalry, too. I, I know way too many Lakers fans, and so many of them are obnoxious. That's not all of them, but uh, just so many of them. And there would be nothing that makes me happier than if they get pounded into the ground by the Clippers tonight. Oh, geez. I love it. I love it. I love it. We got to announce our new playoff predictions. And the way it's going to work is the three division winners in each league are the one, two, and three seed based on record. Then the teams that finished second in the divisions are also automatically in, and they will be the four, five, six seeds. And then that after that is kind of like where the wild card comes in. You're going to have a seven and eight seed based on the remaining nine teams. So, David, let's uh, hear your playoff predictions. 
All right, so number one, I just think it's absolutely asinine that Major League Baseball agreed to expand the playoffs, like you said, about 30 minutes before the first pitch of the season. I, I don't know. That just felt ridiculous to me. But um, I guess I'll go one to eight in the American League. Uh, I guess anybody who's been keeping track of the podcast knows I am huge on the Tampa Bay Rays. So they are my one seed, followed by the Minnesota Twins. I'm still keeping the Houston Astros in third, despite the loss of Justin Verlander. I think their offense would be good enough to, I don't know, solidify themselves at the top well, of the division. Well, you're you're locked in on your divisional predictions from before the season, so you're locked in. You can't change those. So you got to go off those. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- that's what I've done. And um, uh, Yankees number four because I had them being the first wild card. Cleveland, I love the Cleveland Indians. Um, or. Cleveland Spiders, whatever you want to call them now, yeah. for, uh, for for whatever reason. I, I just really like them. But uh, got them second – or I guess original second wild card, now the fifth seed. Los Angeles Angels will come in sixth. The Oakland Athletics will be the third team from the AL West as the seventh seed. And the Chicago White Sox will round out the American League playoffs. I like it. All right, here are my AL seeds. I have the – Twins at number one. I have been so high on the Twins, and they are delivering this far with a lot of offense. It's <laughs> if you want to watch some fun baseball games, go watch Minnesota Twins. Oh yeah, oh yes. Uh, and then after that, we have the Yankees as the number two seed, followed by the Astros as the three seed. I think the Tampa Bay Rays will have a better record than the Astros, but they're going to be the four seed. In the fifth spot, I have the Chicago White Sox. Sixth is the Los Angeles Angels. And then my seventh seed is those Cleveland Indians that David loves so much. And the eighth seed, I have the Oakland A's. I couldn't give it to the Blue Jays. I had them third in the AL East. I just, I, I just think, I don't know. It's going to be tough over there. Um, in Toronto? Yeah, just because they're going to be on the road a lot. They're going to. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, but um, I, I feel good about their bats. They'll be in the playoffs in the next couple of years. Don't worry about that. <laughs> hey, if that Teoscar Hernandez keeps raking in two home runs today, right? Yes, he did. Four or five now already? Maybe yeah, he's up to four. Bo Bichette needs to do something, though. He is, he's been a little quiet so far. Yes. He wasn't even playing for, like, the majority of that Nat series. He was hurt with something. Mm-hmm. He's in there today. He was swinging at everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of what he does. He's fun, though. I like him. Yes. All right, uh, I guess my NL seeds, I have the Dodgers at number one with the Nats number two, followed by the St. Louis Cardinals as in the third spot. In the fourth spot, hosting those three games, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. Whoa, no, I have the Atlanta Braves. (laughs) (laughs) Rhymes, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, they will be playing the Cincinnati Reds in the fifth seed. In my sixth spot, I have the Arizona Diamondbacks in the seventh spot. I have David's Philadelphia Phillies, and that's a fun matchup because they will be playing the Washington Nationals in that three-game set. And then I have the Milwaukee Brewers in the eighth seed. NL, I think I went with Washington as the one seed winning the East. The Cincinnati Reds, who have been a little underwhelming thus far, but I think they can pick back up, will finish second. Um, I don't know why I picked the Dodgers to finish third, but I did, so take it to it. Um, the Atlanta Braves, four. St. Louis, five. The Arizona Diamondbacks, six. The Milwaukee Brewers, seven. And then I was thinking about putting the Phillies in the eighth seed, but now that not going to 
play a baseball game for at least two weeks, and I really don't know how that's going to shape up with the rest of the season. I'm just going to sort of leave them out for now and slide the San Diego Padres in as, like, my de facto eighth seed. Interesting. Yeah, it, it is very interesting how that is all playing out. The Nats won't be playing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what you do there. Like, if Double headers. Does not play, yeah, I, and I think that's going to be brutal. And anybody who watched the Phillies pitching staff in the opening <laughs> re, uh, weekend knows that it could be especially brutal on any given day. If this was a normal 60-game season, if that even exists, I would say the Phillies could make the playoffs, but I don't, I don't know about now. <laughs> yes, it is very interesting. But, yeah, let's uh, get into the interesting aspects of this eight-seed playoff thing. Uh, so they're going to be playing three games, all at the higher-seed spot, uh, and they will be the home team for all three games. So I guess there's some incentive to win a lot of games and win your division. But I don't know. It, it, it's, it's also you're giving the same opportunity as a team that could potentially be a 500 team versus a team that could potentially win 45 games. And then you're giving them a three-game set. I think they could have done better by saying the lower seed is a single elimination and the higher seed is a double elimination in the first round of the playoffs instead of just three games for everybody. I don't know. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, overall, I don't love the 16 number. I think that's a lot of teams. And even when I was putting, like, these expanded projections together, I don't necessarily like eight teams in the American League that much. Like, I, like, I don't <laughs> think the Chicago White Sox are a playoff team, but I think they're more a playoff team than whoever number nine is, so I put them <laughs> in there. And the same goes for the San Diego Padres. I guess it makes sense, and, you know, you want to generate as much revenue as you can in this shortened season, but I don't know. 16 teams sort of seemed like a lot to me. And like you said, uh, no team has, like, a clear advantage anymore with, with the yeah. way they with set this all up. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see for sure, but I don't, I don't love the idea of it just off the bat. I think, yeah, I think they could have done a better job with – saying how this is all going to shape up. But I will say, it's going to be more fun with more teams in the playoff hunt. So, And you're also probably going to see Mike Trout in the playoffs for the first time in six years. So I think baseball is really wanting that. And I think this is probably, after watching Shohei Otani's uh, first pitching appearance on the season, they're like, all right, we got to expand this. <laughs> they're not going to get there on the arm of uh, Shohei Otani. That was rough to watch. He... Did not get an out. Uh, yeah, it was just about, and he walked a bunch of guys too, didn't he? Like he wasn't mm -hmm. even getting lit up. Yeah, not uh, very accurate. Uh, but I guess we gotta shake out this whole tournament style thing. So I have the Dodgers, Brewers. I'm picking the Dodgers there. The Nats, Phillies. Sorry, David, I'm taking the Nats. Cardinals, Diamondbacks. I'm gonna take the Cardinals over the Diamondbacks there. And then I have the Braves, Reds, and I'm high on the Reds. I'm picking them over the. Braves. And then in the NLDS, I guess, that's uh, going to be the Dodgers Reds. And I'm going to pick the Reds in these five, in the best of five. And then Nats Cardinals. Nats are sweeping them out of it. So it's going to be Nats Reds in the NLCS. And I'm picking Cincinnati in seven like I did before. So it all kind of shaped out like it did uh, originally. <laughs> and then on the AL side of things, I got the Twins and Athletics. I'm picking Minnesota. 
Yanks, Indians, I have the Yankees over there. Uh, Astros, Angels, I'm picking Houston. And then I'm going to have the Rays, White Sox, and I'm picking the Rays. So the top four seeds are advancing there. And then the ALDS, I have the Twins over the Astros and the Yankees over the Rays, setting up a 1-2 matchup between the Twins and the Yankees. Minnesota's winning in six. And that's going to have put the Twins and the Reds in the World Series with the Reds winning in seven with the back and forth between the offensive power show and the pitching prowess. And I think it's going to be an awesome World Series if that's how it is. It should <laughs> be. Yes, I'm very excited <laughs> for that. Uh, David, what you got? I'm pretty much the same way. As I just touched on a couple minutes ago, I don't think very many teams at the bottom of my list here are going to make some crazy noise in the playoffs. So on the AL side, I've got Tampa Bay over the White Sox in the first round. Minnesota topping Oakland. Minnesota can hit half as well as they're hitting now in the postseason. I like their chances. And then we've got Houston and the Angels going with my boys in Houston. Uh, sorry to all of the grumpy baseball fans out there. Got to do it to you. <laughs> and I love the idea of a Yankees-Cleveland matchup in the three-game series from the Indian standpoint. Like, I feel like they have enough pitching to yeah. hang around. But I still think the Yankees are going to beat them. But when you're facing, what, Clevenger, Bieber, and then one like Savali or Carrasco, yeah, like somebody like that, like that's a pretty solid three-game yeah. playoff rotation. And um, of Bieber's course, struck. Sorry. Yeah, dude, he's, he's, he's ridiculous. He's 14 and six innings. <laughs> and he's dealing right now, too. He's mowing down Minnesota as we speak. Now that I say that, he's probably going to give up like a grand slam or something. But – um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think him and Barrios are going right now. Yeah, so I do have the Yankees still beating the Indians there. Then my, my playoffs shape up the same way. Or I'll, I'll go to the NL. Scratch that. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to the uh, National League side of things. So Nationals over the Padres just because I don't love the Padres at all. Cincinnati will take down the Brewers. I don't know, just because they will. And the Dodgers will quickly dispose of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. So moving on from- – yeah, I guess we'll stay in the National League. NLDS would be Nats Cardinals, and you said you have the Nats sweeping the Cardinals, right? Yes, I do. I do, too. Um, I think the Nats have the clear advantage there. And, oh, man, I'm getting lost in my own notes here. <laughs> then we have, who, Dodgers and Atlanta? Oh, this might be bad, buddy. We might have to cut this completely. Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> they tuned out. uh when we started, when I started talking about, oh God, I don't even know the reserve clause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Regardless, wherever my notes are, um, the, the Dodgers are winning. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers are making it pretty far, but the Atlanta Braves and the Yankees will meet each other in the uh, the World Series, like I originally predicted, and I still have the Braves pulling it out. Soroka and Max Fried looking pretty solid, man. Uh, Really high on those guys. I hate the fact that they're the same age as we are because that just makes me feel awful. But good for them. So uh, I'm still taking the Atlanta Braves as my World Series winner. Yeah, geez, it's uh, that, that's another big takeaway that um, that like, we can get out of it is pitching is dominating, and that was something that I saw coming just because hitters need time to adjust, and yeah. that's what spring training's for, and they had two and a, a half week weeks of, it. of makeshift yeah. inner squad games, and now they got to play and then in some instances teams got to stop for a week or two or I don't know <laughs> it's all very interesting and the team that will get to the end will be the team that either a 
has really good hitting and really good pitching combination or the team that can adjust the whip past and just scrap it together as it comes. And I think that's all something that is very interesting. Yeah, pitching, I feel as if you can sort of just pick right back up and, and start going, you know, um, even with that shortened spring training or summer camp, whatever yeah. you want to call it. But like you said, hitting, you're just not going to go from not hitting live pitching at all or real live pitching to picking up the breaking ball out of Max Scherzer's hand and drilling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so the pitchers thus far have been dominant, and I think in the playoffs that's going to hold true as well. Yeah, and another thing is – the pitchers aren't throwing as hard as they normally do. I've noticed a downtick in velocity through the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's like more of like a precautionary thing as guys are still getting stretched out a bit. I'm sure uh, come the middle of August, these guys will be pumping 112 miles an hour again. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I was reading something that's, uh, that said almost the same thing that you just did, but one outlier was that Jacob deGrom averaged like a 98 and a half mile an hour fastball last <laughs> night, which is just absolutely stupid. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very At least fast. Somebody's in top form. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez almighty. All right. We're going to move on to the draft of baseball movies. We're going to go three rounds here and there's some good ones out there. And uh, David, I'll let you go first. I think I know where you're going with your first overall pick, but I'll let you take it away. We'll see if you hit it nail on the head, but there's one baseball movie that will always be my favorite. I love it. Always have loved it. Forever will love it. And that is The Sandlot is my yep. number one overall pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you're a baseball fan and you don't like The Sandlot, I don't think you're a baseball fan. Dude, you I got Squints, Doris, yeah. uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, Smalls, The Ham. Or what was his name? The Great Ham. The Great Hambino. Yes. <laughs> Ham Porter. You also got Yeah Yeah. You got uh, what was the pitcher's name? The the, fan, um, the number one. The, the heater. The heater. I'm bringing the heater. <laughs> I know who you mean. Yeah, I think he was also in the Mighty Ducks. If I'm thinking of the right kid, but uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can put that movie in, or I can put that movie on at all times and enjoy it. Uh, like if I turn that on right now. I would watch it start to finish. If I put that on 10 years ago, I would watch it start to finish. <laughs> and I expect that that trend is going to continue throughout my life. So that is my number one overall pick. Yeah, you can even hop in a time machine and uh, jump 20 years in the future and uh, put in uh, the yeah. sandlot and see if your uh, future self would watch it. <laughs> he would, I guarantee you. I don't know where I'm going to be at in 20 years, but I'll be somewhere <laughs> watching the sandlot. Um, set your timers or uh, set an alarm for 2040. Uh, David is going to watch the sandlot. Uh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew that was coming. Uh, so that's why I let you take the first overall pick. My first pick is going to be Major League. That movie is hilarious. That was going to be my second pick. Oh, gosh. For, uh, that, oh, man, Vinny or Vaughn. Vaughn, Yeah, right? Rick Vaughn, yeah. Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn, when he walks in, like, I literally have a wild thing on my playlist. Just because, <laughs> and I blast, I turn it all the way up when it comes on in the song, when I'm driving along. Just wild thing. Mm-hmm. You made my heart. So, like, oh, man, that, that, that just gets me goosebumps. And I know it's a fake movie, but, like, oh, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it, yeah, it's hilarious, and it's just a good movie. Like, it's a fun story to follow along with. Oh, but yeah. those are, like, my clear-cut number one and two. I, I love both of those movies. 
Yeah, that it, 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 it is interesting about baseball movies. It's like there's like a very clear top six or seven, but after that it kind of just drops off. But yeah, Major League is great. It really gets into like the mindset of like how quirky baseball players are mm-hmm. um, with uh, Joe Boo. <laughs> yeah, Serrano. Pedro Serrano, yeah. Oh, uh, geez. I think it's so crazy. He's like the All-State guy or whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. But um, like as somebody who watched the Sixers lose on purpose for all that time and was always in like those empty <laughs> arenas, I always like empathize with those fans in Major League that are just sitting there in the empty stadium. And I, I yeah. guess we had that same experience with like the Pirates last summer. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's hilarious. So um, yeah, great movie, top to bottom. Oh, geez. I love that one scene where the guy uh, – like. Um, like a, an, an opponent hits like a like a high fly ball, and one of the fans is like, "Oh, it's too high! It's too high!" <laughs> and it, it ends up like thirty rows deep in left center field. Yeah, and the other fans like, "Too high! What do you mean? Like, <laughs> he crushed it!" <laughs> oh man, that's so great. You could quote that movie all day long. Oh yeah, that it's there, there's some quality quotes in that one. All right, <laughs> uh, what you got, Dave? Next pick, I will go Moneyball. Um, love analytics and everything nerdy about the game of baseball. And that pretty much encompasses it. Yeah. That'll be my pick. Uh, it's also got Jonah Hill. I'm a Jonah Hill fan. (laughs) Whoever plays David justice, I feel does a very good job. I love his character in that movie. Scott um, Chris Pratt. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like really weird to see after watching parks and rec. But, uh, I actually didn't see Moneyball until like pretty recently. I would say maybe like a year or so ago, which I feel like is very late to the game. But, um, Really liked it, and I'll go with that for my second pick. Yeah, no, that's a great – I love the scene between David Justice and Scott Hatterberg. Uh, Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean, uh, goes up to Justice and sa- says, like, hey, you got to be, like, a leader on this team. Guys look up to you. So uh, Justice goes up to Scott Hatterberg and is like, what's your uh, biggest fear on the baseball field? And Hatterberg's like, a ball hit my general direction. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 really, what is he? He's like, no, that, that is my biggest fear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, dude, it, that's hilarious. Um, I was miserable at fielding in high school to the point where I was like relegated to DH, and that was like I would be out in the field, just like, please do not hit the ball here. Like, there's a fifty percent chance I'm not gonna make this play. So um, every time I hear that line, I laugh about it. Oh yeah, that movie. It's one of the. It's the only movie I have ever bought on Amazon. I <laughs> I own really? one movie on Amazon and it's Moneyball. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love watching that. It's something I can watch like four or five times in a row. Like not in a row, but like like I can watch it a bunch. I've seen it probably fifteen times. Like it's a great movie, and uh, it's played really well by the characters in it. And I will say the biggest flaw with Moneyball is they never acknowledge the fact that they had three Cy Young candidates on that staff <laughs> <laughs> between. Uh, I've got Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, and uh, who else? Carpenter, I think. Or uh, was it Chris Carpenter? Maybe somebody else. I know who you mean, though. Like that that team had a loading pitching staff, and it's yeah. not discussed even in the slightest. Yeah, it it, it really wasn't at all. <laughs> Let's see. They had Mark Mulder was the other guy. Oh, was Chris yeah. Carpenter on Oakland at some point? I don't know. Or was Mark Mulder on the Cardinals? I don't know. It uh, might have been that Maybe one. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like M- Mark Mulder, Tim Hudson, Barry Zito, three Cy Young, and they never acknowledged it. Um, but, yes, other than that, great movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, for my second pick, 
I'm going to go, I think, uh, A League of Their Own. I, I, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, Tom Hanks is hilarious. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to quote you. I guess that's the first quote that comes to everybody's mind. Yeah, and uh, no, it, it, it's kind of cool. And like, I also had never heard of the Women's Association. I actually wrote like a big paper in high school about it, about baseball during World War II and like kind of what was happening with that. Because <laughs> he had like Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio weren't playing. These guys didn't play for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, Without that movie, I don't think anybody would hear. Like, it's not discussed ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, they really need to do a uh, Negro Leagues baseball movie. Um, another really, really good baseball movie is 42. I don't know if you were going to draft that. Uh, sorry if you were. I was not, but uh, <laughs> I have a far less serious pick for my, for my third one than the topics that 42 <laughs> touches on. But um, also a very good movie, yes. Yes, um, that movie's really good. Go watch it. Uh, but yeah, A League of Their Own is a fantastic movie that really dives into all that. And it's also pretty funny. Uh, very enjoyable. So that's my second pick. David, what you got for your third pick? Benchwarmers. Yeah, yep, there you uh, go. <laughs> that movie's <laughs> hilarious. That's another like childhood classic where I feel like <laughs> was always played at like birthday sleepovers or like stuff like that. Just because it's it's still funny even like... Oh, it's yeah. very immature humor in a lot of ways, but I don't care. <laughs> it's oh, man. a hilarious movie. <laughs> yeah, so so that's what I went with for my third pick. I did a uh, project, or it was there was like an oral presentation for Spanish class, and we act and we had to act out like a movie scene, and we chose to act out the movie scene of uh, when uh, the guy was hitting it. It was like it's not a sword, don't chop at it. <laughs> You're not a sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez um also like uh the guy was like i am 12 <laughs> pedro or yeah, yeah i know exactly he's drinking on the mouth <laughs> yeah manny i think his name was or something yeah like, he hits a homer and then like it cuts to him like carrying like the puerto rican flag around for his face oh geez and then uh rob schneider's just hitting dingers striking everybody out like <laughs> Mm-hmm. he's usually like the That's weird one movie. in adam sandler movies um yeah <laughs> but this one he got to be like the star of it uh, so yeah good for him but uh <laughs> yeah no that, that was gonna be my next pick yeah, absolutely hilarious movie and then uh, i guess you can't really leave this one off of any draft list i'm gonna go field of dreams i, I it's a great movie I, I i don't some people hate it i don't know why but field of dreams is a great movie uh, really diving into the relationship between that sons and fathers have around the game of baseball, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's also kind of like the magic element of it. And it also taught you about the 1919 Chicago White Sox or the Black Sox as they have now become. And um, really what that has brought about in baseball in terms of cheating. And uh, it, it really set the precedent for, how baseball evolved since then Um, because after the 1919 season they a changed to a ball that has more pop which is why 1919 and before was called the dead ball era which is why babe ruth had more home runs than entire teams before that (laughs) um they also got rid of like the spitter um and they also banned these guys for life but yeah shoeless joe jackson played by ray liotta great movie uh, Terrence Mann, uh, the guy is play- who also plays voices Darth Vader, is uh, and that speech at the end, man, oh, so great. There's something yeah. like baseball, 
people will hand over the twenty dollars without even knowing why they're doing it or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I'm really looking forward to that Field of Dreams game that they're playing this year. Mm-hmm. I know the teams got switched around. I don't know who's playing. It's going to be the White was, Sox uh, and the Cardinals. Yes, I think like the Yankees were supposed to be in there before. Yeah, it's going to be the Yankees uh, just because. Uh, like the guy's because dad the was on like the Yankees, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> and um, I think that's gonna be so cool to watch. Like even without fans there, I think that might make it cooler. Yeah, I, I, like, I think it's really cool. I've actually been to the Field of Dreams uh, field in Iowa. Really? Yes, my dad uh, drove us out there. We didn't know what we were doing, but and then he, we just turned left, and there we were at the Field of Dreams. It was super cool. I bought a Moonlight Grand baseball card there. <laughs> yeah. I have that somewhere. Hopefully my mom didn't throw all that stuff away. But, yeah, I have that somewhere. I have it in, like, a little plastic casing thing. Like, it's super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but, yeah, Moonlight what's, Grand. What's there? Uh, like, the field. Is it just a, a gift shop at a field? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but Do you it, go on the field? Oh, yeah. You can just walk right on the field. It's so cool. Like, we, we walk through, like, the, the corn in the, like, left field. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It was super fun. I threw, like, a pitch off the mound. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a really cool experience. Like, people come from around the country just to, like, walk around there because it's such, like, a big part of people's lives. Uh, but, yeah, the game is between the Chicago White Sox and the St. Louis Cardinals this year. Uh, what they should have done is have it between the Chicago White Sox and the Cincinnati Reds because that was who the White Sox intentionally lost to in the 1919 World Series was the Cincinnati Reds. And I think that would have been something cool. Uh, but – scheduling whatever it all works out <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah so some movies we left off uh the draft 42 as i mentioned bad news bears the original that's another good one hardball hardball with keanu reeves that movie's a that movie hits hard i don't know if you've seen hard i don't think i've ever seen it watch it <laughs> it's good uh, what are the is that like a, it's a sad who or is it uh it's a sad who. <laughs> oh, but there, there's some cool scenes in there. It's about like a little league team uh, in like some inner cities. And uh, Keanu Reeves, he is like court ordered to like do like community service. And his community service is coaching this baseball team of just kids that just want to play baseball. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun to watch until the end. But like the, my favorite scene in that is uh, some kid like can't focus or whatever unless he's like listening to music. <laughs> and the one song you listen oh, to, oh, wow! I know what movie you mean now. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like, I love it when they call me Big Pop. <laughs> yes, the, the the kids wear like green uniforms. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, I know exactly what movie you mean now. I have seen that. Yes. Yeah. Re- yeah. Very sad movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> Other movies we left off, uh, The Rookie, about the guy who's a high school teacher and then finds out he's throwing 98 miles an hour um, as a busted prospect. Um, But then he signs on with the Tampa Bay Rays after going to a tryout and makes it all the way to the major leagues. Sorry if I spoiled it for you. Um, Another one is Angels (laughs) in the Outfield. Uh, That one's a great one. I just recently rewatched it. Uh, It's actually on YouTube for free for some reason. Uh, but Angels in the Outfield actually has Matthew McConaughey as the center fielder on Angels, which I think is pretty funny. Uh, but there's some classic quotes in that one in terms of, uh, like, it's like uh, the national anthem is sung, and uh, they're going like, 
oh, say, can you see? <laughs> uh, one of the pitchers is, like, really dumb. And uh, he's like, oh, my gosh, I never realized. It's Jose, can you see? It's about a Spanish guy. <laughs> uh, that That's hilarious. Rookie of the year, about the 12-year-old who can throw 120 miles an hour or whatever. Rowan Gardner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, good memory. Chasing 3,000. I don't know if you've ever seen that, David. Is that with Bernie Mac? No, that's Mr. 3000. Oh, okay. I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I haven't seen – rest in peace, Bernie Mac, but I have not seen Chase, uh, Chasing 3000. Chasing 3000 is a really, really good underrated baseball movie. It's about uh, these two kids living in California. One has some sort of medical condition where he can't walk. Or, but he, or he's like some kind of still swast. And But they love the Pittsburgh Pirates, especially they love Roberto Clemente. Uh-huh. And they were following his chase to 3,000. And what they thought they would do is they mapped it out and they figured if he gets this amount of hits, he could get the 3,000th hit on the last day of the season. So this movie's really all about their drive. They decided to just leave ha- the, their house as like high school students. <laughs> and they drove from California to Pittsburgh to go to the last game of the season. And it's like just going into that journey and like the relationship of these two brothers. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is Little Big League. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't seen that movie in years, but I've definitely seen it. Yes, and it's about, uh, I think, this kid uh, – his grandpa owns like the Minnesota twins or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he makes him manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got Ken Griffey jr. In it. Like, Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, and then another one is of course the natural. Oh, Roy Hobbs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not a big fan of the natural. I don't, I, I don't love it either. I think it's it wasn't boring. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a very well done baseball movie or movie in general. He hit um, the cover off the ball. Yeah. Like, that, like there were some cool months, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of got lost in the beginning, and I think that's what kind of threw people off. <laughs> but, yeah, those are some uh, other notables that we left off. But it's a good draft. And because of the draft about movies, we're going to do a movie quote of the day instead of a song lyric of the day. So, David, what you got for us? One of my favorite comedy movies of all time, and if you know me very well, you know it is uh, Role Models with Paul Rudd and whatever the guy's name who is Steve Stifler is. I can quote that movie all the way through. Um, my roommates <laughs> from the last couple of years know that very well. Shout out to uh, John Miller, our friend specifically, because he quotes it with me all the time. <laughs> I took a quote from Danny, Paul Rudd's character, and I'm not a coffee drinker. I hate like the idea of speaking coffee and... This quote perfectly encapsulates it from Danny. Uh, So he orders a large coffee, and the barista insists he says the words of Venti. So um, (laughs) he says, no, Venti is 20, large is large. In fact, tall is large, and grande is Spanish for large. Venti is the only one that doesn't mean large. It's also the only one that's Italian. Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. And <laughs> I, I laugh every single time. Just because when he delivers it in the movie, it's so monotone and so fast where you can tell that this is just like irking his character so much. Yeah. And he just lets loose on his barista. And um, it's my favorite line in the entire movie. So that's what I went with. 
that's a fantastic one. No, <laughs> Tall is large, and Grande <laughs> is also large. Menti is the only one that isn't large. It's Italian. Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. <laughs> yes, fantastic movie. Um, if anybody hasn't seen it, I love. I will watch it with you over FaceTime or something like that because it <laughs> it is absolutely phenomenal. Yes, please, at David Bourne, uh, <laughs> if you want to watch a movie. Uh, he's a good-looking guy, too. Uh, ladies. I'll, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, on a more serious note, here's my movie quote of the day. Uh, this one's actually in my bio for my Instagram, uh, just to show you how basic I am. But it's my favorite movie quote of all time. It's how I choose to live and it's from Shawshank Redemption, my favorite movie of all time. Get busy living or get busy dying. And I, I, I've chosen to get busy living. I Everything I do is for fun or moves me in some sort of direction. I don't go laterally. I go forward. And so I get busy living. That It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. That's a great movie too. Yeah, I was going to say that's a great movie and that's a great uh, great quote because it says a lot without really saying anything. Like it's just a really quick, you know, short sentence but you pick up exactly what he means like when that when that quote gets tossed out there. Yeah. That yeah, it's a top 1 movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> top 2, not 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's a good way to put it. All right, so the trending Twitter topic. I think Dave was going to like this. This actually came from one of the listeners of the show. So first time for that, shout out to you. This is the trending Twitter topic is Bryce Harper's cleats that he was sporting. I don't know if you saw this or anybody else out there saw this, but they had green fur on them in reference to the Philly fanatic. They also were bedazzled uh, to show the <laughs> the uh, the fanatic's eyes on the toes of the cleats. Um, so yeah, David, thoughts on the Bryce Harper cleats? The two things I love most in baseball right now: Bryce Harper and the Philly fanatic. So <laughs> I love them uh, for whatever reason. Bryce Harper loves the Philly fanatic. He <laughs> he absolutely fanatic, dude. Yeah, he had Fanatic cleats last year. He wears those Fanatic headbands. I own yeah. one. I wish I had it on me right now because I sort of look ridiculous when I wear it, but I do not care. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal way to spend $15. So I think baseball needs more cool stuff like that. Um, I like that the league embraces it and allows the players to wear custom cleats and stuff because the NFL is boring and doesn't. Uh, so yeah, I think, uh, it shows a little bit of personality and it's really cool. So Bryce, keep on being Bryce and keep on rocking on. Yeah. And he's one of the few, uh, major league players that actually has like his own cleat line. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's like yeah. just him and Mike Trout. Yeah. I was about to say, I know Trout has, uh, has some also, I think those are Nikes and then Harper might have new balances. If no, I'm he's, correct. A, he's an Under Armour guy. Oh, is he? Yeah. I knew it was, um, I knew it wasn't Adidas or Nike, but, uh, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but here's the thing with Mike Trout cleats. I have never been able to find them. Really? Yeah, and, like, I go by Trout uh, because my last name is Heisentrout, which means House of Trout, allegedly. I don't know if it actually does. Yeah. But I, I always wanted to get Trout cleats, and I have never been able to find them. The only time I remember seeing Mike Trout cleats was during a high school game, and a kid on the other team had them. They had a pair that came out, and it looked like fish scales. Yes, that, that was cool. the one I was trying to find, yeah. Yeah. 
And um, this kid had, like, you know, the crazy Mike Trout cleats on. He had some, you know, like the DeMarini CF5 or whatever the most expensive bat you could get at the time was. Yeah. And, like, an elbow guard, all this stuff. And he came up and just had the ugliest swing I've ever <laughs> – like, we were crushing this team. And they pulled this kid off the bench, and he was just awful. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I'm a huge look good, play good, or look good, feel good kind of guy. But I, I just found that annoying. <laughs> I don't know why. So uh, that's the only time I can remember seeing the, the Mike Trout cleats all around. Maybe it's good I couldn't find them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I, I've never actually seen you in a baseball game, but I've seen you toss and, and hit, and I guarantee it would have been better than that disgusting display of baseball right. that I witnessed. Jeez. All right, so this brings about the question, what fun design would you go with? if you were able to design your own cleats, get them custom. Uh, I was a big PBS kids guy growing up. Um, so maybe uh, some Arthur, maybe some Cyber Chase. Did you ever see Cyber Chase? Uh, I remember Cyber Chase. I can't, I can't uh, remember the other ones. Okay. Um, but, or even like, uh, I would love like some, uh, having like a Dark Knight cleat. Um, and then on the opposite end, on the other cleat uh, is like the villains on the other cleat uh so like the mm -hmm. joker bane uh scarecrow i think that'd be pretty cool or even like uh harvey dent two-face <laughs> yeah um, i think that'd be like a fun mashup of cleats but yeah I, I would love some cyber chase action on some cleats i think that'd be cool <laughs> that, that would that, be, yeah that'd be awesome that would get trending for sure <laughs> yeah. what uh what design would you go with so I've thought about a similar thing a lot, um, but for like hockey, because the goalies always get to wear custom masks and stuff yes. like that. Um, so this is a thought that's been on my mind quite a bit. And hockey-wise, there used to be a goalie. He played for Ottawa. His name was Patrick Laleem, and he always had Marvin the Martian on his helmet. <laughs> like regardless of what team he was on, he had Marvin the Martian on there, and it was just like a different color. And I always thought that was so cool. And it made me think, like, what would I put on there if I were? So um, I loved Pokemon growing up. Like, oh, yeah. I can, I can rattle off Pokemon data. Like, it's my job, man. <laughs> so um, I always thought, like, maybe, like, Charizard or something Ooh. like that. So I guess if I had, yeah, if I had cleats, I would, I would throw him on there. Or maybe, like, Blastoise or somebody from that, like, original set of Pokemon. But that's definitely what I would go with. That's solid stuff right there. Yeah, that, that'd yeah. be sweet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of Marvin the Martian, one of at my house, the, the greeting mat or whatever, the welcome mat, mm -hmm. he had a Marvin the Martian greeting mat. <laughs> really? That's it, awesome. Yeah. And uh, on it, it said, oh, joy, another earthling. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Uh, I, I think Marvin the Martian is hilarious just because he's very pessimistic and yes. <laughs> hilarious in general. But uh, yeah, um, anybody listening or you, look up Patrick Laleem when you're done. He always had a Marvin the Martian mask, and I just thought it was cool that he made that like his thing. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that, he's like a cool looking character too. It'd even be cool to do like, uh, uh, gosh, who was I a big fan of in like the Disney universe? Piglet. I was a big Piglet guy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that one, but I support it. I was a piglet guy. I don't hate. <laughs> I, hey, I'm, I'm not character shaming at all. Just didn't see it coming. But I support I, I was, it. So piglet cleats. Oh yeah, dude, that'd be sweet. I, I was a big Winnie the Pooh yeah. guy for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's the show. Good stuff. We got it in right under the hour. 
Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, David, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Will. Hopefully by the next episode, the Phillies have played a game of baseball. <laughs> Very well.